Now, I know you've been enjoying this episode, and you're probably thinking in your head right now, damn, Apex, what is it now? What, what, what do you got to tell me about now? I need to tell you about recording your own podcast and getting it distributed only by using Anchor. All right, so, so let me explain. See, first off, it's free. Also, there's certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, your tablet, or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, CastBox FM, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, and that's Anchor. So make sure you go download the free, free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, my faithful fellow listeners. Welcome to another episode of Podcast About Nothing. I am your host, The Apex. And today, listen, if I could play Who Shot You by Notorious B.I.G., or if I could play Hit Him Up by Pac, I would. But I'm I'm too worried about copyright, so I ain't going to do it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could, because right now I'm not making any money off this podcast thing right now. I'm not making any money, so maybe I could. Maybe, maybe I could. I don't know. Maybe I could, though, because I'm not getting paid off of this. So maybe I could. Anyway, I'm talking beef today, right? I'm talking beef. Between Cat Williams and Kevin Hart. They've had beef before. I think it was real, like, you know, Nikki and Cardi type thing. But I, I think it was kind of like that, where it's like, no, nah, we're going to be professional. We're going to be, you know, whatever, whatever with each other. But I think there's some real, like, I paved the way for you. Yeah, you did, but now I'm doing it better, so get out the way type thing between these two, the same way Nikki and Cardi is. This is my third segment on beefing, right? Because I talked about Nikki and Cardi. I talked about that. Last week, I talked about um, uh, Kanye going at Drake and Nick Cannon (laughs) and Nick Cannon. Now I'm talking about Kevin and Kat. I saw the little video that that Kevin Hart, not not Kevin Hart, Cat Williams put out, um, talking about a million dollars, no, or or three million dollar challenge he wants to put out against Kevin. Like they can play basketball against each other, they can do a stand up joke off competition to each other, and there was another one. So a million dollars per contest, right? <clears throat> now, I'm not sure. I don't know how much Cat Williams is worth. Let me look up his net worth. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm looking up his net worth. I'm looking up his net worth because we're going to be petty about this. I'm going to look up his net worth. I don't know if Cat Williams has $3 million to just frivolously throw away on a bet. Let me, let me look this up. I want to look this up because I also want to get to something else that he said. He was talking about how he sold 2 million tickets on his last tour. I don't even know when was the last time he went on tour. He said he did 15 consecutive tours. Mm, okay. 
We'll see. We'll see about that. Unless he was doing three city tours, we'll see about that. But let me look up his net worth. I want to look up his net worth. Okay. Uh how recent is this? Okay, I'm looking up his net worth, right? They're saying his net worth. Uh <laughs> whoa. Anyway, he's they're saying his net worth is uh They're saying his net worth is about five million dollars. Five million bucks. They're saying his net worth is. Now you have this other website talking about Alright, so there's so this website is saying that he made ten million dollars last year. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that he has $10 million sitting in his bank account either. Let's look up Kevin, right? Just because that's how much you're worth doesn't mean that you got all of that right now. They're just looking at everything you've done for for the duration of your career. It, it You're worth about that, right? So let's look up Kevin's, right? Let's look up Kevin's net worth. $150 million. A hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh no, they're saying net worth is one hundred and twenty, but they're saying in two thousand eighteen he's going to make about one hundred and fifty million this year, huh? Kevin's not going to take a three million dollar bet if he's going to make one hundred and fifty million in a year. You think he cares about making three mil? There's no need for Kevin to take that bet. There's no need for it. See, to Cat, $3 million is a lot. $3 million is a lot to me. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I would happily go against my moral code for $3 million bucks in a night. Easily. I mean, $3 million? Whatever you got to do to get $3 million, I'm pretty sure you can use that $3 million to get rid of that memory. $3 million is a lot. That's a lot of money to Cat. That is not a lot of money to Kevin. Come on, $3 million? He's going to make about $150 million this year? So anyway, with all that being said, Cat did say something that made me... I was thinking about it today. I'm like, there's something that Cat Williams said that really made me go, I kind of agree with him because I was scrolling through YouTube. And the re- and another reason why I thought about, man, I got to talk about this today. I'm scrolling through YouTube, man. About four days ago, Tiffany Haddish was on Jim Gordon's show, late show, right? Now, Cat Williams did an interview at a radio station, and he was talking about how Tiffany Haddish about to get this Netflix. Well, she has a Netflix deal to do two comedy specials. I think they're worth. I think they're worth about two hundred thousand each. I think I think it's worth like two hundred thousand each, or is it? I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I think it's about two hundred. I think it's like a quarter million dollars each, right? And um, 
to do two comedy specials for Netflix. Cat Williams said that she can't tell jokes for 45 minutes straight. We don't have documentation or records of this. We don't know. We haven't seen Tiffany Haddish do stand-up. It's not to say that she hasn't. I mean, it seems like, I mean, she calls herself a comedian, so I'm pretty sure she had to go through the ringer like at Laugh Factory that's out in L.A. I'm pretty sure she went through all that. Um, So she probably has done stand-up, but at Laugh Factory, you're basically only up there for about eight minutes unless you get booed off stage. Um... So he, so him saying that, I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can agree. We haven't seen her tell jokes for forty five minutes, just continuously for forty five minutes. Um, and she's going to have to do that for the Netflix deal. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, because being funny in a movie is kind of different than being funny on stand up, like doing stand up, because. You're still going off of a script, though. So it's not that. That's why I say it's kind of different. You're still going off of a script, but now you're not on screen with a supporting cast around you, and then there being a story trying to be told. In stand up, you can try to tell stories, but not throughout the duration of your set. I don't know if Tiffany Hash has it in her. Who knows? She probably does. Like I say, like she's probably done stand up. It's just she kind of blew up after she did Girls Trip. And matter of fact, I, I've, I've never seen Girls Trip. I don't want to see Girls Trip. But for for Cat Williams to bring up Girls Trip and say he had the script, I, I, I should have watched his interview over again. I think he said he had the script since like two thousand and eight. Why? Wait, why is the girls' trip script going through Cat Williams, first of all? Secondly, 2008? Is is this is this another Marvel Avengers movie? Why is this why is it taking it this long to create girls trip? It's girls trip, Cat Williams. Okay? This isn't some big time blockbuster superhero comic book movie. It's girls trip. It's an original movie plot. And the movie plot was uh, pretty thin. Like, it was some girls that were on vacation. And they got into some shenanigans. Like, I, something, uh, if you've seen the movie Bridesmaid, and I, I've seen the movie Bridesmaid, um, it was kind of like Bridesmaid, but with black women. That That was really it. Some people say that Bridesmaid was probably a bite off of that. But there's no way that Cat Williams was sitting on his script since 2008. There's no way. It's girl's trip, Cat Williams. Calm down. Okay? It's not like this was a, 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 a cult classic or a legendary cast of actresses put together that assembled for this blockbuster summertime thrilling comedy movie of all time it was girl strip it was cool for the three months that it had its run and that was over calm down 
Like, I don't remember who was in that movie. I know Jada Pickett Smith was in it. Was Queen Latifah in it or am I imagining things? I don't remember if she was in it or not. But, like, it, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with, um, with, the uh, um, dang, what's the name of that movie? Anyway, I want to get into this whole Cat Williams thing, though, regardless of the fact. I want to get into this Cat Williams thing. Cat has made himself look exactly the way we, ima- that we knew him to be for over the past few years since Pimp, uh, Pimp Chronicles had his run. To be kind of this drug head, this, this kind of druggy bass head who rambles on at the mouth with no end in sight. Like, I think we all can remember when he got beat up by that 14-year-old. He got put into a chokehold after playing soccer against a bunch of middle schoolers. I think we remember that. We remember that. That meme still floats out every once in a while. It, it still comes back. It's been about four years. It still comes back. I think we remember that. Like, when Cat Williams got beat up by an adolescent boy, I think we looked at, at a preteen boy. I think we looked and was like, dang, Cat Williams is sitting right behind him. Says Pimpin' Chronicles. Because outside of next Friday and Pimp Chronicles, there's nothing that Cat has done that makes us really go like, oh, man, Cat Williams was a legend. Like, he was on Wild and Out. And I didn't, like, Nick Cannon talked about Cat Williams being on Wild and Out. And I completely forgot that Cat Williams was on Wild and Out because Cat Williams. Wasn't Cat Williams at that time. Him. And I'm not about about to be all political or whatever. This is my podcast. I'm not going to be political about anything. So I'm not going to talk about how Cat Williams was hating on Tiffany Haddish. And she's a black woman in comedy. It's not a lot of them. We need to champion them. Nah, man. You say what you want about who you want. Just make sure. If you're going to down, down talk someone. At least make sure you, you're you're squeaky clean with facts that you're spewing out of your mouth. At least say something that has substance. Don't say anything where somebody can dig up something on you and be like, well, cat, it was this, this, and that, and the X and Y and Z, and then you did this and that. Like him down talking Tiffany Haddish, and then she wins an Emmy, and then he apologizes. Don't apologize after she's successful. After her, her, after she's proven that she's successful. Don't apologize now. Run with it. And then Cat Williams won an Emmy. For what? I don't even know what Cat Williams is doing anymore. What what is he what did he do? I don't even know what he wanted for. I didn't I didn't watch. But like, what is he doing? I didn't even know Cat Williams had his hand in anything. That's a I mean, I, I mean, in a way, that kind of goes to show, like, all right, so I guess, you know, you make moves and you move in silence at the same time. That's, that's cool. But don't down-talk her because you don't know what she has her hand in. Um, but something that Kat has said about Tiffany Haddish that really made me go, like, he has said that all she really does is make jokes about sleeping with white women about sleeping with white men. And I'm like, she 
does kind of do that. She does kind of do that. She does kind of make jokes about having babies or sleeping with like she was like she had this running joke talking about how uh she wanted to have a baby with um was it Matt Damon? No, not Matt Damon. Um Leonardo DiCaprio. And sleeping with him and having a baby with him. And how she gave a lap dance to this old white guy and he ended up having a heart attack. And then I seen that she was on um on uh what's his name? James Gorbin show, late night show, like four days ago. And she was on the couch with some with some white dude, some white I don't know, I guess he's an actor. I don't know who he was though. And the title of the video was Tiffany and some actor dude, I don't know who that guy was, shoots shoots their shot. And like they're kinda like staring at each other and stuff. And I remember her being on show with um she she was on uh Stephen Colbert's late night show. Like kinda making like sexual innuendos and kind of flirting with Stephen Colbert a little bit. And they talked about how she used to be white because she took on another identity when she got adopted and stuff like that. She does do that a lot. What Cat Williams has said. She does that a lot. She kind of has that in her bag and she and she goes into it pretty frequently. But can you fault her for playing the game? I mean, if she wants to portray herself as the white girl's black hood ratchet friend, I mean, what black female comedian didn't portray themselves that way as being the loud ratchet black girlfriend? Monique did it. Some more did it. Like, a lot of women, a lot of black female comedians did that role. And I'm not saying like on screen, but that's just how they acted when they did interviews or when they were on stage or anything like that. Tiffany Haddish is doing the same thing. She she plays the role of being the the white girl's black ghetto ratchet friend that gets taken to dinner parties. And she's the comic relief in a all-white Romance comedy. That's. That's like that's how I see Tiffany Haddish. I can't fault her for playing the game. I can't fault her for that. That's why she's able to go on the late the the late show with Stephen Colbert or with James Gordon. That's why she's able to do that. Because she she does that. So white people and then what Cat Williams has said was that. She's a bad portrayal of a black woman. And I've heard other I've heard black women say that about Tiffany Haddish. In fact, I think Monique said that. That she's kind of a, a bad portrayal of she 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 is a stereotypical caricature of how white people see black women. Being loud, ghetto, ratchet, like they're funny, inappropriate, but they're non-threatening. You know, 
So it's like, hmm. But if that's if that's able, if that if that helps her to expand her back, can we be mad at her for that? She's playing the system and she's playing it safe. You know, like I can't fault her for it. But I wish that she wouldn't. She wouldn't take that role. But she, I mean, she does it. It's safe. She's not viewed as like a threat or being aggressive or anything like that. I mean, she's polite and she smiles at everybody. She's she has a pretty face, so she's not hard to look at. So it's like, boom, there you go. Cause like, what's her name from um, SNL? She was on the Ghostbusters movie. She she does the same thing. She portrays herself as the same way. But she's not attractive like that. She's not that attractive as Tiffany Haddish. So that's why it's kind of like, nah, you're going to just stay on SNL. That's just what it is. Like, people was giving her flack for being on. I guarantee you, if if you take her out and put Tiffany Haddish in on Ghostbusters... Ghostbusters probably would have made more made more money than it did. Because definitely how you look does uh play a part in kind of your popularity. It plays a part in uh your money making ability. Um and how accessible people see you, depending on how attractive you are. That plays a role. Everybody has eyes. Like more like someone that's attractive is probably is it's probably easier for someone that's attractive to gain the trust of others. You're 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 it's nice to look at you, so I'm going to trust you. It's just it, it's a it's a human behavior. It's a natural human behavior. I'm going to trust you until you show me I shouldn't. So like I'm going to like you because. I like the way you look. That's just, it's a natural human behavior. That's just what happens. Anybody says that 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 doesn't play a role in, like, that doesn't matter to them, they're lying to you. They're lying. Like, you don't know a person until you get to speak to that person. So, what you see is the first thing you know about that person is that this is how they look. Unless you're just walking through life blind, like literally blind or with your eyes closed. Other than that, the first thing you're judging off of somebody is their appearance because that's the first thing you see. Now, it's easy for you to say that doesn't matter. Okay, but don't say that you don't see it because that's a lie. So if Tiffany Haddish was in the all-woman's Ghostbusters flick, it would have made more money because at that time, Girl's Trip had popped off. Yeah, Girl's Trip had popped off. Tiffany Haddish was on the rise. So, that's, to me, that's just what would have played out. That's how it would have played out. Um, Tiffany Haddish took on, like, this positive role. when She did an interview with Kevin Hart on Breakfast Club. From that interview, Kevin Hart is... is it it was kind of like a um, contradiction because Kevin Hart was trying not to brag about how many people he's helped. 
he put this person on and he put this person on. He put Tiffany Haddish on and all this other stuff. He was trying not to be braggadocious. Like, he was bragging about not bragging. And that's, that, that, and I really had an issue with that because it's like Tiffany Haddish is on, is on the rise. I don't know how old Tiffany Haddish is. But, like, you know, she's on the rise or whatever. She really wasn't getting any words in in this interview. And I felt like it was a bad idea. And I felt like it was a bad idea after the interview was over. When I saw them um, promote, when I saw the Breakfast Club promote this interview on Instagram, like, oh, yeah, we're going to have Kevin Hart, Tiffany Harris. Everybody was like, oh, yo, I'm going to watch this. This is going to be hilarious. And then I know they're going to talk about Cat Williams and everything like that. This is a perfect Cat Williams. Like, it's timed perfectly for the rollout of the movie um, Night School. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, the rollout timed out perfectly. Then I watched the interview. Now, I I didn't read any comments. I haven't listened to what anybody said trying to dissect the interview or whatever. But after watching the interview, I was like, oh, this is a horrible idea. Tiffany Haddish should have did this by herself. Or Kat should have did it. I mean, Kevin should have did it by himself. They have another day where Tiffany comes in. To have them both, even though I know they're supposed to be co-stars, was a bad idea for Tiffany. For Tiffany's sake. Because she really didn't get much word in. Because this whole beef started. The the beef escalated between Kat and Kevin over Tiffany. Because of what Kat Williams said about Tiffany Haddish. Right? So, uh, I feel like Tiffany Haddish should have been the one to really speak on it. You know, in response. But then she felt like she didn't want to respond because that's not who she is. So then Kevin... Who already has a problem with Cat Williams, but they're ducking and dodging each other, making some, oh no, we're all black comedians, let's just love each other. They had a problem with each other because Cat Williams had a problem with Kevin because I think Cat saw Kevin as what he could have been 10 years ago, 12 years ago. That's what Cat felt. So he sees Kevin not really falling by the wayside the way he did, not making the same bad decisions that he did. So Kevin did a lot of talking, which made their beef escalate. Um, and Tiffany felt like she had nothing else to say. And I, I, I seen the previews. I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan. I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Hart's movies. His movies are not like he's not funny in his movies to me. He to me in, in the movies he gets outshined by the person he's co-starring with. But for this movie, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is going to be a bad movie. But I don't think this movie is going to be that funny. Because Tiffany Haddish now has a bigger role than what she had on Girl Strip. She now has a bigger role. You're the co-star. You have to help carry the load of this movie now. Um, This is probably the biggest movie that she's been in now. This is the biggest movie that she's been in. Because on Girl Strip, Girl Strip wasn't expected to do well. And when it did do well, that's why now she's getting other movie roles. And then plus, on Girl Strip, she was the comic relief. And I feel like on this movie, she should have been the comic relief on this movie. But she's, I, but it looks to me like Kevin Hart is the comic relief. And she's the straight man, or the straight face, I guess you could say. 
And she, it looks like they're trying to have her. Like it, it looks too much like slapstick comedy to me. Like he, like Tiffany punches him in the face when they're inside the MMA, MMA ring and everything like that. I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not, I'm not with this. Like all the special effects and explosions or whatever. Like it's night school. What, what is all of this? What's, what's, what's all of this? Like that's like it's un, it's too, it's too on the nose with their comedy. It's like we're trying to make you laugh instead of it just being organic. It's kind of like, uh. I'm not going to go see. I'm not a fan of Kevin Hart in his movies, though. Like, I've never seen um, Central Intelligence that he did with The Rock. I never saw um, Ride Along, one or two. I'm not a fan of his movies. The only movie I saw with Kevin Hart in, in, like, recent memory, was, like, um, Get Hard with Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell was hilarious in that. Matter of fact, I had bought the DVD. That movie was hilarious. Um, I feel like Tiffany Haddish should have been the one that was in night school and Kevin Hart should have been the teacher. And I feel like that would have been really symbolic of Kevin Hart being the teacher and Tiffany Haddish learning from him. That It would have been real symbolic to their real life relationship. Kevin Hart is her teacher and she's learning from him. It would have been really symbolic. And I feel like this would have gave Tiffany Haddish another chance at being the comic relief. Now being a co-star. Before she was just comic relief, but she was on like the C the C lines. She had the C lines. Like, it's like, all right, Tiffany, you're only here to break tension. You're the comic relief. That's what you're in girls trip for. On for for a night trip, I feel like she should have been the student going into night school, and Kevin Hart should have been the teacher. She's still comic relief, but she's carrying the load of the movie. And I think she would have really stolen the movie if she was just the co-star. And be, it, well, in, in a way, Kevin Hart is the star of the movie. Tiffany Haddish is the co-star. I feel like if you would have had her as a student. Kevin Hart as the teacher, Kevin Hart still still would be the star. Tiffany Haddish would be the co-star that would steal the movie from Kevin Hart. I think that would have done. I don't think this is going to help her career out too well. Because she's clearly being the straight face of the movie. Clearly. And like she's going to have funny roles. I mean, funny lines or whatever you can tell. But... I mean, but at the same time, it's coming from Kevin Hart, and his movies be kind of lackluster. So it's like Kev. I feel like I feel like Kevin is just stick to um, stick to uh, his stand up. Just stick to that. And if you're gonna do movies, just just be the comic relief. Like, and now he's talking about he wants he wants against he wants to have a drama role. Now, what do you mean? Like, Ke- like there's some comedians. That that can't do that. Kevin is one of them. Kevin is one of them. It's like, nah, man, I think you're just a comedian. Like, at the age Dave Chappelle is now, and Dave Chappelle kind of getting out of the realm of being a comedian a little bit, he's in some movie with um with uh, the dude from Hangover and, and Lady Gaga. Like, Dave Chappelle's in that movie. And he's kind of like 
a friend to uh, Bradley Cooper on the movie and stuff. I guess they used to be in a band together or something like that. And Dave Chappelle's in that movie. And it looks like he's just playing. But it's a real quick, simple role that he's playing. That's it. That's it. That's all he's doing. Even Chris Tucker was in um, Silver Linings Playbook. He still, it was a serious movie, but he was the comic relief. He was bringing tension. To the point where it's like, wait, is this a slash comedy? Oh, no, it's not. It's just, it's Chris Tucker. That's, Chris, that's what Chris Tucker does. And I'm pretty sure Dave Chappelle is going to have funny lines. It's Dave Chappelle. Kevin Hart, I feel like, is trying to spread himself out. But sometimes, just like, okay, if you ever made a sandwich and you make it Miracle Whip, sometimes you can spread it a little bit too thin. Now you got to dip back into the jar and get some more Miracle Whip out, put it on the bread. Because you're spreading it too thin. Sometimes, man, you got to just pick a pocket and then kind of just stay in that pocket. Now, if you want to get into directing or writing or producing, cool. But as far as movie roles, sometimes you can spread yourself too thin. And then you're going to have to moonwalk back into comedy again. I don't know. That's just me. That's just my take on it. Like, I get you want to expand your back and everything like that. Show you got range. And sometimes some people just got it like that, and some people don't. Like Bradley Cooper, clearly, like, like Bradley Cooper played in mad comedy movies, like The Wedding Crashers, Hangover. So you thought uh, Bradley Cooper is just a good-looking dude who could be in comedies. He's funny, and then he started doing several lines playbook, and then he did that one movie where he was a cook. Like it's like, oh no, nah, Bradley Cooper got acting chops. That's what it is. Okay, cool. But then you had. The other dude that was in Hangover who was also on The Office who kept doing comedy roles. Sometimes you just ain't got it like that. And then I'm rolling with it. You should still be a part of a blockbuster summertime smash and make millions of bucks. <laughs> like, what does it matter? Like, as long as you're making the check at the end, man, hey, just count that as a blessing, really. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to go see um, Night School. I'm just not. Like, first of all, like, I think Tiffany Haddish is pretty funny, but, um, nah, I'm not, a, I'm, like, I, I gotta see her do stand-up before I get behind her completely. Like, I didn't see Girls Trip, I'm not going to go see this, so, like, I really don't have much, oh, and then Tiffany Haddish is in, uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. That's a good look. That's gonna make bank, so that's another check she's gonna get. But, um, Yeah. So, how I'm going to summarize this whole, you know, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, with Tiffany Haddish being in Kevin Hart's corner, beef type thing. Um, On the beef scale, this is probably Bow Wow versus Romeo type beef to me. It's not important. It's not really shaking up anything. Like, it's something to talk about right now, but it's not going to shake up anything, like... Who cares? Because, like, it's like Cat Williams is going to sit up here and say that he sold 2 million tickets on his last tour. Like, no, you didn't. Now, if you would have said you made $2 million, okay, cool. Because these tickets are about 200 bucks sometimes. But you want to say you sold 2 million individual tickets on your last tour last year? Are you out of your mind? And then it was funny is Kevin Hart was saying that, 
on on Cavs last tour last year, I think he said he sold like four hundred thousand, and that was like the second most behind I think Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor is still in first with like eight hundred thousand. So like, Cat, what are you talking about? Now maybe Cat made two million dollars off his last tour. You need to not sell two million tickets. Like, Jay-Z and Beyonce aren't even selling that many tickets yet. Get out of here. Like, Cat doesn't... That's And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, Cat Williams sounds like that crackhead or that bass head that's on that store... That's on that corner store that's asking for some money because he needs some money to... Because uh, him and his family are stranded and... Yeah, we came all the way from Oklahoma and now we're, we're trying to make it to Washington, D.C., why are you in Wisconsin or Tennessee or whatever? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like that. Like, yeah, so he got this long, elaborated story, and it's just like it's not connecting. It's like that doesn't make sense, dog. If you just need money for cigarettes, just say that. That's how I feel listening to Cat Williams. Even though he said one thing about Tiffany Haddish that really made sense to me. But that's how I see Cat Williams, though. He, he's a base enemy. Like, he got you got beat about 14-year-old, and he was a grown man. That's how I see you right now. You're 40, getting beat up by a 14-year-old. That, that should not happen. Anyway, that's, that's just my take on their back-and-forth type of feud that they got going on. I think Cat Williams is going to try to go on tour as soon as he possibly can because people are going to be like, oh, wow, I think he's going to make some jokes about Kevin and Tiffany or something like that. Um... Maybe Cat capitalizes. I don't know. I don't know. But at the end of the day, Kevin Hart is not taking that $3 million bet, Cat. Sorry. I know you need it, but Kev doesn't. And Kev part doesn't even feel like entertaining all that stuff. Like, you know, it is what it is, though, man. You got to try to come in and make a bag any way you possibly can when you need it the most. So, I don't know. It's whatever. It's whatever, man. It's... I feel like Cat is going to try to keep things going. Um, Kev isn't going to have it because Kev is media trained. You know, there were times where it was kind of like, oh, Kev, you probably shouldn't be saying all this. When he was on Breakfast Club or whatever. But it's like, you know, I feel like it's whatever. I, I, I don't think I don't think Cat is. I mean, Cat, yeah, Cat is not going to get out of this what he was what he was hoping from Kev. Like he's not going to get out of it. Um. Yeah. So. That's 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 just my take on what's going on between Kevin Hart and Cat Williams. That's just how I feel about it. That's just how I see things, and that's just yeah, that's just my take on it. So before I sign off, make sure you go on Instagram and you search up KBC Films, and you follow my boy Eighties Baby on Instagram. He's a um, a music video director. He's a uh, music producer. He's a music writer. Real cool dude. Trying to uh, really get himself out there. Again, just search KBC Films on Instagram. Follow 80s Baby on Instagram. Hit him up. See what he's offering. Also, uh, if you want to start planning your next trip or you got like a wedding reception that you're trying to plan, a birthday party you're trying to plan, a bar mitzvah, whatever, a single day. Uh, 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 quinceanera, whatever. 
follow what occasion on Instagram, all one word. Um, get in contact with Tamara. I'm not just saying that. It's not a cheap plug, all right, just because she's family. Like, she really does a, a fantastic job at what she does and, and planning trips, planning parties, and everything like that. Go follow what occasion on Instagram uh, to get, if you want to start experimenting and hopping on planes and just going places, go follow what occasion. All one word on Instagram. So this has been another episode of Podcast While Nothing. I've been your host, The Apex. And until the next time, mind your business and count your blessings. Peace.